Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Good morning. Welcome to Into the Lab's Mock Draft special episode in a special Friday morning slot, continuing season one with our sports scientists. This is episode 37, and I'm your host, Ernest Silva. Find me at the Sport Gene Empowered by the Mothership Blue Collar <coughs> Media Group, where we are back with a one-round special on the Blue Collar Sports Network. This show is coming to you from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio. Antonio, Texas, but your favorite sports analysts are cooking in the lab from all over the globe. Let's cue the announcer and get your morning started off right. And now, tonight's starting lineup. From Bali, Indonesia, a beverage connoisseur, wrestling expert for Blue Collar Sports, Twitter handle at Dre2124, Dre Rogers. Morning, fellas. Excited to be here for the uh, NFL mock draft. Right, you are. From Winnipeg, featured on the podcast, the Institute of Dr- 2019 Into the Lab NFL Pick'em Champion. Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy, Miles Bloomquist. Defensive end, you can is still available for trade. <laughs> From the great city of Pittsburgh, a contributor for Fan Sided and Blue Collar Sports, Twitter handle at VMoneySports, Vaughn Dalezell. What's up, guys? Happy to be back for some NFL draft. Hopefully, uh, I get away with some robbery tonight. <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be a fun episode. Coming back, looking to make his comeback here on Into the Lab, Luke Stansfield. What's up, everybody? I'm really excited to see how this thing pans out. Awesome. Glad to have you back. And last from Boston, slightly biased, very own and co-host of Smack Talk, Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven, the general Steve Reisner. What's going on, everybody? Uh, just, you know, kind of pissed that I didn't get to be the Patriots. <laughs> we kept it random, folks. No bias in those picks. But we do have your network. <coughs> Work champion, sports scientist here, and a special guest podcast joining us this week for this mock draft special. Welcome back, MTMV Sports. Happy to be here, man. Um, pulled off some amazing trades earlier today. Um, I'm thinking about, I don't know, making some great picks and some splashes, walking away kicking some, you know, I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're hype now if you thought this was going to be a regular league draft trust me i had a trade come in another trade come in more trades come in realized i couldn't host a division had to be just a commissioner for this thing and then it's just been non-stop active so if you're thinking nfl this is a regular mock draft throw it all out the window take out pen and paper because you're going to need to keep track of some stuff but let's talk about your division owners for this draft the AFC South is going to be 
owned by Miles Bloomquist. So Miles Bloomquist will be running all AFC South teams. The AFC North will be our computer expert and recorder, Craig. The AFC West will be hosted by Dre Rogers. The AFC East is Luke Stansfield. The NFC South is Steve Reisner, the general. NFC North is MTMV Sports. <coughs> the NFC West was taken over last minute by me. And the NFC East will be owned by Von Dalezell. So while you were sleeping, the sports scientists got hard at work and started valuing different players that were going to be on the trade block and, uh, and really push to see what kind of trades they could get. So without affecting any sort of round one um, sort of uh, analysis, let's cue the announcer to start off round one. We'll get right into the news. Round one, league news and updates. So round one, let's start with the news and let's let's first start off with a uh, uh, an early pick in the wee hours, and and that came uh, from New England and, and New England decided that they were going to go ahead and trade away wide receiver <sighs> Julian Edelman. That's right, Julian Edelman has been traded uh, and a 2021 fourth round pick to the Las Vegas Raiders for tight end pro defensive end Arden. Key and and the 91st pick in the 2020 draft. Buffalo said, well, New England, we're not going to let you stay there either. So the Buffalo Bills have traded Lee Wallace and the 2021 third-round pick for Denver's running back, Philip Lindsay, and the 95th pick of this year's draft. New England said, you can't top us, and we are going to trade our third-round pick and our sixth-round pick for Tampa Bay tight end O.J. Howard. So O.J. Howard making his way over to the Patriots. And last but not least, Tennessee traded wide receiver Corey Davis and the 175th pick of this year's draft for Philadelphia's 103rd pick. Now, when when it go, when it comes to the uh, trades, when it comes to first round impact, we're going to talk about those in real time. As but as far as free agency, last minute news that just came in, breaking news: Cam Newton, Cam Newton has uh, has gone has decided to take a contingent. Three-year deal with the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, pending a physical. So that news coming out. Expect to hear big things coming out of the Raiders camp. Uh, let's let's first talk about these trades. If you're if you're if you're hearing these for the first time, division owners, does this ruin any sort of names you hear in there that you want to talk about? Uh, I I think I forgot to mention that uh, Tom Brady demanded a trade back to New England earlier. <laughs> those those rumors were were debunked. It was it was actually uh, Barry McCochran or whatever he goes by. <laughs> whoa 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 whoa, buddy! I'm hearing Tom's excited about his new venture in in Tampa Bay. I'm sorry, Tampa Bay. Um, he's. he's <laughs> He's extremely excited about that, man. I don't, I don't see him leaving. He coined the yeah, whole town. No, you know, I think I think he went in there, man. He he met the guys, and he was like, God damn it, there's a bunch of clowns. I'm going to go work with Belichick. And he's like, he's like I, I saw some of the Florida fans, and they don't have anyone like that Steve Reisner kid. And so I got to go back there. Got to go back. Got to go back. Yeah. yeah he, he doesn't even care if he's a backup on a veteran minimum. He just, he just wants to come back to New <laughs> those those rumors were about as as active as OBJ heading to Minnesota. So 
Uh, mm. Just not true at all. Just not true at all. I heard uh, Tom <laughs> and Chris Godwin really love each other. So that, that's a Disney passion down there in Tampa Bay. But Tom's uh, what- also open to going to Carolina at this time. Okay. All right, Steve. And we'll see if your division can handle that. But let's talk about Corey Davis. What does Corey Davis do for the Eagles? Uh, Corey Davis definitely brings something they need. Last year they struggled. They were the one of the worst teams in drop. Carson Wentz played his first full 16-game season since he was a rookie, and they struggled as an offense the whole entire year. Alshon and Deshaun Jackson were hurt. Could very well happen again. I get some reassurance here. I get to also – I'm trying to move up to 11. So if I can do that, I can try and get someone there to play that spot in case Corey Davis doesn't work out too. But he's some insurance, uh, some cheap one at that. Gotcha, gotcha. And and so I thought it was interesting to see Philip Lindsay uh, leave before the season even started. But Buffalo really wanted to get another back. I, I was I'm pretty sold on Devin Singletary myself. But why trade for Philip Lindsay? What what makes Buffalo need that running back? Uh. So my reasoning behind going after Philip Lindsay is I think he's pretty underrated uh, running back. Came off a pretty good la- year last year. And, you know, I mean, us uh, us guys in Buffalo, I mean, we have some faith in Singletary, but we feel like he's just not the go-to guy. Um, you know, with the, with the landscape of the NFL right now, with, uh, you know, running back by committee, I think um, we could we could really – make some noise in the run game this year, especially in a defensively uh, weak AFC East, in my opinion. So I think we, uh, I think we got him for a cheap price, uh, swap third picks, and we unfortunately had to give up Levi Wallace. But, I mean, with the signing in Norman, I think we'll be, uh, we'll be covered. Gotcha. Gotcha. Perfect. I think it's pretty obvious why, but O.J. Howard to New England intrigued me. Um, and, and making that trade before the draft even started made even more sense because you want to know what your capital was going to be. Uh, is O.J. Howard just kind of a, a given? We, we want O.J. Howard as that, as that token tight end there to, to take the, the workload uh, with yeah, him? I mean, we also got uh, a younger Foster Morrow um, to be our second guy. Um, I mean, it's not going to be any, any previous combination of tight ends that we've had with Frankowski or, or a guy like Hernandez, uh, but, you know. I think I think OJ Howard's the guy. Um, he's pretty under undervalued in Tampa Bay, and I think he might uh, make some noise in the AFC East this year. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got a man trying to. Aaron Hernandez, he really killed it up there in New England. You know. Absolutely. <laughs> nope, joke didn't hit. All right, it's early for some. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's go ahead and move on to our pick time. So the Into the Lab mock NFL draft is starting. Um, and and as you know. Uh, we're going to go right through it pick by pick and we'll analyze the pick and selection as it's made. Uh, Cincinnati is on the clock. And I'm just waiting for that pick to come in uh, from Craig. And the pick is in. Craig, don't mess this one up. With the first pick in the Tour Tagovola. 2020 NFL or ITL NFL mock draft. Joe Burrow, LSU, who else? Well, Craig, you don't have to be a dick about it. All right, all right. So <laughs> so Joe Burrow uh, is picked number one overall by Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, are we sold that Joe Burrow is the top quarterback in this draft? Yeah. 
I mean, who else? He would definitely be had the season to back it up. I'm a Tua guy. I've always been Tua. I think in the long term, he's the guy. But you can't go wrong with going Joe Burrow number one. I think he's probably the obvious choice. Any worries of a Johnny Manziel 2.0 type of uh, <laughs> type of feeling? I don't. I don't have those concerns from a, from a Joe Burrow. Um, he doesn't have the same personality. Um, as Menzel, who who kind of was a little bit more of a partier, right? Um, Joe Burrow actually had a chance to party before several big games during the year, and and he refused those chances, uh, uh, refused those times to go out, just saying, "Hey, man, I want to focus on the game and getting better." Like, um, he didn't have one of the greatest seasons. I, I mean, think about what he what he had. He had one of the greatest seasons of all time, right? Um, for a college quarterback, Johnny had great seasons. He's never had a Joe Burrow type season because he's never had Joe Burrow type focus. Um, and so I feel like you got, got a guy like Joe Burrow. No, he's going into a situation where, you know, he's going to be supported, I believe. Um, it, you know, they're, they're making some investments on the defense. And, and I believe he's going to have a weapon in, um, in A.J. Green. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing, and I don't have any thought about his mental capacity to kind of stay focused. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I definitely like that. Do. I definitely yeah. like that. I think he's in a pro-style ready offense, so I think he's ready to go. I think also, his journey his, his journey is pretty impressive. You know, starting at Ohio State, uh, coming over to LSU, improving, improving like he did. I mean, you got to give the kid credit. Uh, hopefully, you can change around the highs and first. But who knows? Definitely. And uh, it looks like the second pick for the ITL NFL 2020 draft is upon us. Washington Redskins, the pick is in. Yeah, and that's going to be an easy one for me. you got to take Chase Young. He's going to be a game-changer, an all-decade-type performer. Um, you know, I haven't I'm – not, I'm not old by any means, but since I've been watching football, J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney have been the best D-linemen I've seen come out, and he's right there up with them. I think uh, the Redskins would be, would be arrogant not to pass, on, to pass on him. Chase Young is just an animal. Uh, he's, he's, going, he's going to be a fantastic player. Um, do we feel like Chase Young is the top overall defensive player in this draft? Yeah, usually. Certainly. Certainly. I think he's the best player in the draft, period. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, number one. I agree with that, too. Okay. Wonderful. Now, if you're the Washington Redskins, do you contemplate any other player? At this at this at this point, or is is Chase Young pretty much a lock at that too? How I look at it is, if you have Chase Young, he's probably going to be double teamed quite often this year, so he's not going to probably put up you know twelve fourteen sacks and make a huge difference in the defense. But you will see some. I think they're still going to be a terrible team. So you just let Haskins play now. You got Allen too, but you let him play it out, and you could tank next year if you guys are as bad as you really are. Then there's there's tank for Trevor Lawrence. There's sunshine. So. I really think you wait it out. You get the best player in the draft now, and you reap the rewards later. Because, um, like I said, I think in 10 years, he's going to be an all-decade type guy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Perfect. Um, and so- I think – I think I think I don't know. I, um, and I love – I love him. I love him. But I also think about possibly uh, Tua here. I, I know what I saw, you know. I know what I saw in my quarterback last year, and I wasn't impressed. Um so I feel like maybe this is a spot for Tua for me. I think about it. Or maybe I think Justin Herbert. This seems too early for Justin Herbert. But, I mean, it seemed too early for a lot of guys, right, at this spot. But when I, I, I believe in a quarterback, I may go after it. Um, we saw it just last year, right, with, with a quarterback who they believe in over one that they didn't. So I don't know. Um, I think Tua at least I think about it. That's all I'll say. I think about it. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good other segue. You know, personally, uh, is that line built to t- continue to support uh, Dwayne Haskins and 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 give him some time to pass the ball? I, I don't know. Do I trade back with such a, a lineman heavy draft and people might be looking for tool down Tua down the low? Do you stock up? Uh, you know, that also you know chases my mind if if they trade back. Um, but the third pick is in for the ITL NFL draft. Let's go ahead and get the third overall pick. All right. Can y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. With the third pick, um, the Lions select um, Isaiah Simmons. All world everything. Uh, <laughs> all world everything guy. We love him. 4-3. Uh, um, plays he can play at the linebacker, cornerback, safety spot. Um, we have a lot of holes to fill. We especially have a, a, a hole at the cornerback spot. Um, so you know the the thought initially is possibly Jeff Okuda, um, but we have more holes than that. And so when you have a like a do it everything type of guy um, in Simmons, I wanted to also take him. You know, I mean, I, I want to take him definitely away from everybody else. I, I didn't get jumped by the Giants, thankfully. Um, and so I, I wanted him. He's here. I grab him. Isaiah Simmons is my guy. And to me, Simmons has been the biggest story um, in this offseason as he's continued to grow and his draft stock continues to rise as a player. Game film by itself shows how valuable he is at that linebacker position, but an all-around player, an asset to any defense to have. I think he'll end up being one of those treasured captain leaders on the team. Um, how do we like this pick uh, for Detroit? I think Detroit has been stocking up defensively um, and kind of following that New England mindset uh, of finding those valued players in primetime spots. Uh, do we like this pick for Detroit? I'd say it's a pretty good pick. I mean, I feel like <clears throat> Detroit has a pretty good shot at uh, moving back to either six um, with the Chargers or maybe a little even like a little further, um, being that Okuda might still be there. But, uh, I mean, you can't really pass up on a dude like Simmons. He's, he's, a, he's a beast. Char- yeah, Char- Chargers tried to move up, but the Lions declined. So that that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Now, now with, with that being said, though, that means they're all in on Stafford again for another season. Are we pretty confident Stafford's going to be a winner and be able to help them in a division that's stacked above them for that kind of team? <laughs> yeah, the GM, I, 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 Stafford. I'm going to give him one more shot. Um, prove me. If we're if we're at this point again in the draft next year, um, then okay, right? Then we can bet on sunshine. <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can hedge our bets there, right? Some coming out next year that that I kind of believe in. I want to give Stafford one more opportunity. Still a strong arm quarterback. He still um, lights it up when you know when, when he's protected well and when he's doing well. Um, I thought about that too, uh, by the way. But um, I know my defense is suffering, and we need a playmaker. And we had one. God, we had one. Um, and, and Slay, uh, we, we need another one. And, and our defense, um, I, I believe this is the move for us. Okay. All right. Perfect. It looks like the fourth pick of the 2020 ITL mock draft, NFL mock draft, is in. New York Giants, give us your pick. <clears throat> All right. So I'm going to be trading Daniel Jones and drafting Tua. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really – I really wanted Isaiah Simmons. Uh, I think that he would be a great fit on any defense, especially New York. 
Uh, the best player on the board, I'm a firm believer in always taking the best overall player, which is Jeff Okuda right now. But I'm not going to take him because the fit right now for the Giants is taking Tristan Wirfs, the Iowa tackle. They drafted a quarterback and a running back the last two, the last two years in the first round. This is where I have him in my mock draft. Uh, you can check it out on my Twitter. But I think that he's a lock. You protect your quarterback. You give four linemen for Saquon. And if they're both healthy, oh, my God. That could be a really good offense this year, and it could be an undercover one at that. Yeah, that's a fantastic pick. I, I completely agree with that pick. I think going offensive lineman um, is the way to go there. Uh, in a separate mock draft, they didn't go there. They got demolished by everybody, so fantastic job to you. I think Warps is a, is a good pick there for the Giants. Anybody disagree with the pick? I think they should have gone showy with Okuda. I think so just because I was targeting worse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, some, some people can say, if you don't believe in Daniel Jones, go to a right and, and get Daniel Jones on the market for something else. Um, and I'm not sure. I don't think Daniel Jones has enough reps to say that yet. So if they're going to ride Mitch Trubisky in Chicago, he might as well ride Daniel Jones and see how that, how that goes. Absolutely. Um, but before we move on, we have a trade alert at the number five pick. So Miami has decided to make a move. Miami, um, is going to trade, uh, the fifth pick and a fifth round pick. For Minnesota Vikings, 22nd pick, the 25th pick, running back Alexander Madison, wide receiver Olabisi Johnson, and a six-round pick. So Minnesota is now on the clock. How do you guys feel about that trade? I couldn't keep up with it. <laughs> the Chargers are, are panicking. <laughs> That's right. Chargers the are currently panicking. The Vikings could ever do is trade away Madison, who's <laughs> probably one of the most promising young backs in the league. And that gives Miami now a promising young back and something they can work with a couple of picks. And, um, or Miami gets their, a couple of picks with them. Um, and Minnesota jumps up to the fifth. So um, let me kind of put Minnesota's pick in. Minnesota Vikings, what's your pick for this five spot? Man, look, um, I, I thought about this. And there was several different ways to go. Um, I, I definitely wanted to jump up in this draft because I know I need a playmaker. Um, the first playmaker that I was thinking about was, man, I was, oh God, I was so excited possibly about going Jimmy Judy. Um, uh, I'm sorry, with, uh, with Judy. I'm thinking that Judy was the, the pick here. However, um, I didn't foresee it's awesome, um, fortuitous thing that happened to me here in Jeff Okuda. So I'm like, hey, look, I don't have any corners, right? I, I need one. Um, over the fell here, I'm excited about it. I'm going with Twitter here with the with the fifth pick. And Jeff Okuda, cornerback Jeff Okuda from Ohio State, the Ohio State is now a Minnesota Viking. I love that. I love that grab. Um, I think that's a good grab. Did they give up too much for a primetime corner? They gave up way too fucking much. Wow. Okay, so way too much. Um, you got to believe they, they believe that uh, Dalvin Cook can carry that workload um, and, and find yeah. a back somewhere in the draft. I definitely think Dalvin Cook can carry the load himself. I think that's a lot given up for Okuda. You have to hope that he pans out. I've heard a couple experts say that he's as good in the coverage <laughs> one-on-one coming out as Jalen Ramsey. I don't know about all that, but I do think that he's a pretty solid corner. But, yeah, it might be a little bit too much for him given uh, he's not a 100% you know, solidified pick. He's a top-tier guy. Yeah, from the uh, from the Dolphins' perspective here, we were thinking, you know, let's move back. Um, we weren't really 
we weren't really high on Tua. Um, we actually, if we still had the pick, the fifth pick, we were probably going to go Herbert over Tua, to be honest. Whoa. Uh, wow. But but we now have four first-round picks, uh, and we have a, a back in Madison that's going to really be the number one guy with with solid two and three uh, backs in, in Jordan Howard and Kalen Balazs. Um, we got a young Alabisi Johnson. He's kind of raw. We don't really know uh, what he's about, but, I mean, he could develop into a solid solid receiver. And then we just picked up a, uh, a kicker in the sixth round, um, hopefully getting some depth at a position that we need. Yeah. I've lost I've lost Xavier Rhodes on Trey Wayne's. Um, you know, we're used to having at least some solid cornerback play, uh, and, and we need a playmaker there. And this just happened to fall into our laps. Like I said, Judy was the was going to be the pick here, but um, but Okuda's there. He's the best cornerback in the draft, and, and from you know what we've been hearing, right, and what we know, and I, I'm a I'll, I'll take on this role. Our scouts have figured out he's the best cornerback in this draft, um, by far. And drop off is ridiculous <laughs> after him. So we wanted, we wanted him, and we we made the pick. Awesome, and and from what I understand, the chart scrambling, their pick is ready to go. So let's move on to the sixth pick in the 2020 ITL NFL mock draft. Let's hear it, Los Angeles Chargers. Who are you getting? It it, it almost he almost fell to us, but <clears throat> we the Chargers uh, really believe in Tyrod Taylor, so we are going to build around him. So uh, with the Six pick, we select uh, J- Jedrick Willis out of uh, Alabama. Um, wow, Jedrick yes. Willis going. Some would some would say the best the best tackle in this uh, draft. Others would say one of the top three. Um, how do we feel about going offensive tackle at the six spot for the Chargers? You know, he's he's a great blocker. Uh, we've we've watched a lot of film on him. He he has started. He's, he actually started like twenty eight consecutive games, so that's pretty good. So he's, he has strength. He's durable. Uh, he has incredible speed. Uh, you know, he em- embarrassed a lot of people at the college level, so we believe that uh, he can transition easily into the pros. Uh, you know, he, he's got the size, lo- um, long arms, which is perfect for us, and uh, his awareness is incredible. So we believe that, uh, you know, he's a very solid pick. And... Um, you know, we we are um, we're gonna become a solid a solid team by building the offensive line. So that that is our pick, and and, and we stand by it. Perfect, perfect. I, I like that analysis. Obviously, Philip Rivers couldn't stay off of his back, so you're gonna try to to build some solidarity with that line and make sure that. Um, you know, Tyrod, even though he likes to scramble, he he'll stay in the puck a little bit longer, try to find something downfield. Um, if you are the Chargers and you still have Tua on the board, realistically, do you let Tua go? Mm. I don't Tua's think so, there. but it's that's so tough. Anthony Lynn could definitely work with Tyrod. He likes Tyrod Taylor. I think that's fine. I think if Tua got drafted there, he still sits for a year or two. If you know Tyrod gets hurt, you plug him in right away. But I had Willis going eight overall in my mock. I think he's a great tackle too. I could. I could see both ways, honestly. If they don't think that two is their franchise, then why draft them right now? Yep, that is very true. And on that note, we do have another trade at the seven spot. This just in Carolina 
trades the seventh pick to the Las Vegas Raiders and Julian Edelman in a trade and trade ends up going to Carolina and getting the 12th pick in return as well. So Carolina now picking at the set. No, I'm sorry. Las Vegas Raiders now picking at the seven spot. Um, and so let's, let's talk about that trade Edelman to Carolina, giving them that veteran wide receiver presence and the Raiders jumping to seven. Do we like that trade? Uh, well, personally, I hate that Julian Edelman uh, got traded out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, as as the new GM of of uh, Carolina here, I, I couldn't allow a guy like Julian Edelman to go to the shithole that is the Raiders. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I did what I had to do, and, and I brought Julian Edelman to at least what I, what I can consider a safe organization for. <laughs> okay. All right. So the Las Vegas Raiders, you're the seventh pick, and I understand that is ready to go. Who is the seventh pick of the 2020 ITL NFL mock draft? Well, we actually just changed our strategy. We were going to <laughs> we were going to take Derek Brown, but I think we cannot pass on talent. Um uh, Coach Gruden actually loves him. So we are going to take a quarterback. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, wait a second. So who's your selection? Uh, so with the seventh overall pick, Las Vegas takes uh, Justin Herbert. Ooh. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Okay, so Justin Herbert's the seventh pick in the 2020 draft. <laughs> I I see Cam Newton in women clothing cursing all over Twitter right now. I'm not sure what he, what he's thinking, but let's talk about that pick. Tua on the board. Herbert is going to Las Vegas. Guys, is this the right pick? I like it. I personally I, like it. I think I think Herbert's I think Herbert's better than Tua. I don't know. Well, I I just don't understand why why you uh went and signed Cam Newton to a deal already if you were just going to go and <laughs> mess him we, over we like that. Yeah, we, I, didn't, uh, we didn't know he was going to be available. We, we we thought we'd never see Herbert at, at, at the seventh spot. You know, we had well, to move up. We had to move up and trade for him. Well, I mean... I'm speechless right now. I don't even know what to say on that. I mean, Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. I know he's going in the first round, but wow. <laughs> Cam still has his physical. We don't know, you know. We 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 don't know what's going to happen. He might not pass it. Who knows? He was a contingency plan, but he might not pass it physical. We, we we're a little nervous. <laughs> I mean, if Newton works out, he can start for two years, and then uh, you know Herbert can uh, learn from him, and uh, we can go from there. That's definitely a training camp battle right there. That everybody would be watching. Uh, so inaugural season, they have a quarterback uh, battle already in Las Vegas, getting some controversy. Gruden's boys getting some controversy. And and with that being said, let's go. The eighth pick is in. That is the Arizona Cardinals. And what do we think Arizona is going to do? The pick is in. And the Arizona Cardinals with the eighth pick in the 2020 ITL NFL mock draft is going to select offensive tackle Mekki Becton from Louisville. So, going offensive tackle there for Arizona. Going to try to keep Kyler Murray in the pocket a little bit longer. Help him kind of design those plays. I like the pick because I'm the GM, so I'll let you guys dissect that. 
I think he's one of the uh, biggest question marks uh, at the tackle position in the top fifteen. But I think he has. I think he has the highest ceiling. I think he gets. Uh, he gets taught well, coached well, and progresses real well to become uh, become a stud, a stud, uh, a stud tackle for years to come. Miles, you're too quiet, and this is your forte. Talk to me about Becton. Sorry, I was almost falling asleep somewhere else. Um, <laughs> Becton, okay, so I personally was not very high on Becton when he first started soaring up the draft boards. I really had him still like in that third-round area. But what really impressed me was his combine. And normally a combine shouldn't like solidify a guy who probably has third round talent into a first round guy but the fact that Becton is over 300 pounds and can move like a guy like Quentin Nelson can is ridiculous getting big men that can move is super 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 important in the NFL and not a lot of people realize that but when you look at these blocks that move to the second level or even up into the third level, those bigger guys just start demolishing linebackers because they're smaller and especially safeties and corners because they're smaller. doesn't matter how strong a lot of those guys are. They're going to get demolished. So Becton, his speed and his size is something that is super unique, but he does need to refine his technique a little more. But of course that's something you can always teach, but you can't teach size and speed. So that's why I think Becton's worth, worth uh, being a first round pick. Perfect. I think that's a great analysis, and especially when you're when you're thinking about some of the needs Arizona is going to have to address in this draft. A big one's going to be making sure that you can keep Kyler Murray healthy, make sure you keep him going, especially when you when you think about height and you think about longevity of career. So I think it's a great pick. Um, we have a trade alert for number nine, and so another trade, very trade heavy in this top ten, um, and it's and it is uh, going to be involving Jacksonville. All right, so Jacksonville. Uh, trades the, uh, well, let me make sure I have this in right. So Jacksonville gets a trade, uh, wide receiver Marquise Lee, the ninth pick and the 206th pick, and with the Las Vegas Raiders for the 19th pick, 80th pick, 159th pick, and quarterback Derek Carr. Is that correct, Dre? That is correct. Now you understand why uh, we drafted a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Carr has gone to Jackson. And that trade happened. Uh, do we like this? I have a ton of picks and Derek Carr going out. Do we like this this trade for Jacksonville, first off? I think Minshew just got fucked over, man. And I that's a hard – you can't possibly tell me that, that Derek Carr is better than God than Minshew. Have you seen the mustache? You can't possibly <laughs> tell me that after – one mediocre season, and she was ready to start in the NFL. Have you seen the mustache? Yes, I've seen the mustache, Dave. <laughs> I have seen it. Okay, then he's ready to start in the NFL. Okay. If you can, if you can rock that mustache, you can do anything with confidence. So I see this trade as a as a win-win for Jacksonville because yes, I mean we rag on Derek Carr a lot, but honestly, he's he's a mid-tier quarterback. He's not exactly as good as some people think he is, but I don't think he's as bad as some people think he is. I think he's gonna be a decent bridge quarterback in this scenario, but he can also prove himself to get back to that like I mean like that almost MVP season before he broke his leg. I mean he was having an incredible run. I think that would have been twenty sixteen uh, if I'm correct. So 
I mean, Carr can do it, and I think he needs a new change of scenery because I think Las Vegas, well, I guess the Raiders now don't believe in him, and I think getting a fresh start in Jacksonville is a good idea, but he's going to have to work for it because Minshew sure as hell going to be coming for that spot, and it's not just a one-year thing because even if Carr does good this year and Minshew doesn't really play that much, you still got next year. Minshew's a prospect. He's going to keep developing, so ultimately you're going to get the best out of Carr, and if he falters, well, then you go to your rookie quarter or your your prospect quarterback who could turn out to be a great starter in the NFL. So I like I, um, getting a quarterback like Carr for Jacksonville. I have a question. Um, is that okay? Can I ask a question here? Yeah, absolutely. That's what this is all about. Is, is Herbert still on the board? Here he is, right? No, he's gone. No, no. Herbert's gone. Two, two was on the board only. Two was on the board. We're, okay. So two was on the board. Okay, yeah, got it, got it, got it. The the, lost, the Raiders took um my bad. Okay, cool. So two is still on the board here. With two on the board, did did Jacksonville think about two for a second at least? I mean, we I I was thinking about Tua, but I honestly felt like backing like he's too uncertain as a quarterback, and I don't want to have a rookie or a former or a, sorry a rookie quarterback and a one-year guy who has the potential to be a starter combating. I wanted a veteran with experience instead who still has mm. a lot of potential to prove what he can do, but also as someone who may act as only a bridge quarterback, worst-case scenario. If Herbert were on the board here, would you have about that a little bit more because there's less of um, injury risk and less less of that concern? Absolutely. I think t- like Tua's injuries are going to be a huge concern, and – the more I look at it, the more I see that Tua might actually like in the, in the real draft scenario. Tua might be here at nine when Jacksonville's looking, and Jacksonville has talked about either going corner and defensive line, or quarterback and wide receiver in this draft with their two picks. So that's something to look out for. So we are in complete Tua um, free fall here. Okay, uh, I'm I'm seeing that, and I'm I'm kind of shocked personally. So I, I'm going to watch to see what this looks like as the Tua free fall continues. Um, and, and we roll to the 10th overall pick, which is the Cleveland Browns. And um, Dre didn't even make his pick. Oh, sorry, Dre. Dre, let's go. Let's go with the ninth pick overall. <laughs> I have it. Coach, so go ahead. Coach Gruden proudly selects wide receiver from Oklahoma, C.D. Lamb. <laughs> like One of the best pure wide receivers I have ever seen. <laughs> He has exceptional ball skills, great ability down the field. I love his body control, and I'm excited about the pick. We have to trade up I'm to very, get him. Yeah, I'm very excited for that pick. I think I think C. Lamb's going to be an animal in this league. I think he's going to be one of the best receivers the league has seen, um, especially for what he can do on the field using. Uh, how do you guys evaluate the the comparison of CD Lamb and Jerry Judy? And do you think Lamb is the better receiver for this pick spot? You know, I've been a huge Judy guy like for most of his collegiate <laughs> career. When I saw Judy, I was starstruck at this guy's like ability to make plays happen when you don't expect them to happen. I think Judy helped out to a, a lot in his career, and they had a really great connection. But the thing about CD Lamb is CD Lamb is a different type of and honestly, I, I've up until the combine, I had Jerry Judy as the number one receiver. But just seeing how consistently 
like at a, at the next level, being consistently amazing is really hard to do for elite wide receivers. So CD Lamb can do that. He really showed that he has that consistency. And Jerry Judy had a lot of drops in his college career, ones that probably aren't going to throw a lot of red flags in the air. But certainly, when you're looking at a great wide receiver and another great wide receiver, these things will break those ties. So that's why I think CD Lamb is just above Judy. But I, I mean, I think that Rugs Judy and Lamb are all going to be number one receivers and elite talents that we're going to be talking about. Like, holy shit, why aren't we talking about them a little more? Yep, I agree. I, I think, I think, like I said, C. Lamb is going to be a beast. I drafted him yesterday. I've got some criticism. I got some praise. But I think CeeDee Lamb <laughs> is, is going to be a, a fantastic player. I think just more and more to come on his play. Um, and I, and I even was itching for him to reunite him with Baker at 10 as Cleveland is now on the clock and that GM is now scrambling to find his pick. Um, and, and so uh, while that, while that is going, um, Oh, it looks like the, the Cleveland pick is in. So let's, let's go ahead and get that uh, from Craig. So with overall on the 2020 ITL NFL mock draft, the Cleveland Browns have selected offensive tackle, Andrew Thomas from God Georgia. Damn it. <laughs> so Andrew Thomas going to the Browns. Craig doing what I wouldn't do, which was play safe and defend Baker on that line. So let's talk about the Browns need at the line. They added Conklin and now they're gonna add Thomas. Kind of solidifying there. Maybe to get BJ and get out to uh Jarvis Landry and their new found Miles Bloomquist loved target Austin Hooper. Um, do you like this pick for Cleveland at the 10 spot? Yeah, I definitely think it's one of the best ones. He's, he's one of the best pass blockers for sure in this class. I read a, an article on him that he didn't allow more than two pressures in a game in his whole three years at Georgia, and he faced the most amount of snaps at left tackle anybody else in this class. So I think that's a really solid pick. And his competition, I mean, in the SEC was, yeah. was unmatched. Got to factor all that in too. Yeah, pro stance doesn't get beat off the passing. He beat off the run. Uh, very good player overall. I think he would fit right onto that line. Um, I definitely think if Cleveland uh, doesn't get a shot, that they're definitely going off and tackle. But if CD is there and OBJ trade is lined up, I can't see how you don't do that. Now, if there's no OBJ trade, obviously you go offensive tackle all day. Um, but that is my personal pick. It looks like our top 10 has been selected. If you're listening and you're completely dumbfounded by what's happening with all the trades, you're not alone. This commissioner was going crazy trying to keep up, but our top 10 is finished. Going on through the rest of the draft, we're going to list five picks in a row and start to evaluate those a little bit more timely. So let's start with that 11th pick. The New York Jets are on the clock, and when you're ready, send in your yeah, so uh, the Jets were looking to maybe move back, but yeah, so eventually we just decided that, you know, this guy's here, so we're going to go get him. So uh, with the 11th pick, the Jets take Jerry Judy from Alabama. So Jerry Judy going to the Jets. The Jets get their number one. Uh, now, if Jerry Judy does go to the Jets, uh, before I even speak too fast, is he a clear-cut number one? Uh, my, my guess is yes, but is there somebody else that does a Nunwa or – or Crowder still get the most most targets next year? <laughs> no way. No. That's fucking funny. That was Crowder. Kind of funny. I mean, he can he can set up on at, at any spot on the field. I mean, 
he's going to be a matchup nightmare. Um, he has every attribute that a big time NFL wideout possesses, and it speaks for himself. He's the number one without a doubt. Now, most of the tackles and linemen were, that were in the top tier are gone. If there was still a Jedrick Wills or a Andrew Thomas still on the board, do you contemplate making that move to solidify the line a little bit more to protect your investment, or were you going to go Judy the whole way? Uh, I was going to go either Judy or Lamb, whoever was there. Um, I figured with the way the, the first five picks went, there was no reason to trade back. I know I was talking to, uh, to Philly, see if they wanted to move up to 11, maybe get their, their receiver they're looking for, but... Uh, yeah, Judy's there. We're taking him. Perfect. Perfect. Now, uh, when it comes to the 12th pick of, of oh. the draft, um, this was from a trade. It looks like it's going to be the Carolina pick as they trade it down from that Julian Edelman, uh, obtaining Julian Edelman. So, Carolina, what's the pick at 12? Um, it is going to be Derek Brown. Um, okay. I probably originally... Probably might have taken at uh, seven, but I had to trade seven to bring Julian Edelman to a good spot, and uh, Derek Brown happened to fall to me, so I'm taking uh, Ju- Derek Brown to solidify my defensive line. So with with Carolina paying Teddy Bridgewater and now having MB- MVP Jay Walker on their team as well, and Tua still on the board, I'm just going to bring it up again. You do not even contemplate Tua at this point. You're going to solidify that, that defensive trench, correct? Yes. Okay. So you're you're gonna there on Teddy or MVP J Walker. Now, um, now, how do we feel about that pick? I, I mean, I love Derek Brown. The guy is an animal, and and he 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 wins in the trenches quite often. Uh, best defensive lineman, uh, or second best defensive lineman coming out of the draft. Uh, I mean, Kinlaw's a beast, but I think that the past couple of years Brown has the film over him, but if you're talking solely twenty nineteen, I'd say maybe Kinlaw. Like he's rising up the draft board and then he's a beast out of South Carolina. I mean South Carolina always produces crazy freaking right. players. So I mean I like them both, but I, I give Brown the edge solely because he has better film across multiple years. Gotcha. And it looks like the Chargers pick is coming in. Let's get the thirteenth pick overall. And I'm being informed that there has been a trade. So, Dre, why don't you announce the... Oh, wait, there has been a trade. One moment here. And when it comes to the trade, that is correct. So, uh, this trade was last minute and has been official. The Los Angeles Chargers have traded up to uh, the... Have traded their 29th pick, the 71st pick, a 2021 third-round pick, and wide receiver Jalen Guyton for San Francisco's 13th overall pick. So the Chargers have traded up to the 13th pick. Thank you, Dre, for the reminder. You are officially on the clock, and your pick is in. Go ahead. Even though we said we trusted Tyra Taylor, we cannot <laughs> believe that he has been falling down. So uh, the, the Chargers select Tua. <laughs> so Tua goes to LA after the free fall. That's a risk and a gamble. Dre playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers, apparently. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Dre. Uh, how do we feel about Tua going to Los Angeles now that he has some offensive uh, line depth with all those weapons? Trey's definitely winning draft night right now. That's for sure. That's an amazing pick. It's a great job. GM in the making. <laughs> 
I think everybody's just bitter. Dre got to at uh, thirteen. Yeah, I, I just think, don't I even think that's a little Dre. Look, look, I'm I'm controlling every team. I'm controlling every single team on on this simulator, and they still are denying this trade. <laughs> hey, the Niners What can I? What can I say? Andre's <laughs> well, winning two at the Chargers is a steal. That's an A plus pick right there, in my opinion. I, I'm surprised two have fell that that low. Tampa Bay, you're on the clock, and if your pick is ready, you can jump right in. I, uh, you know. It's- I think I have to go for a little bit of a reach here just because all of the offensive linemen are gone. But I'm going with uh, Austin Jackson out of USC. I have this uh, crotchety, angry, uh, depressed 43-year-old man who realizes he hates Florida as quarterback. Uh, if he's going to play, i, I got to protect him somehow. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a bit of a reach. But Austin Jackson from USC. I have so much to say about that pick. <laughs> Well, go ahead, Miles. Bring it on. Not like anything bad, because I think Austin Jackson is a good prospect. But realistically, he is not going to go in the first round. And there are guys, especially with a guy like Josh Jones from Houston, who's still on the board. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he would have been a much better I pick Bay than Austin Jackson by a fucking mile. So, I, I mean, you sure, I thought you were going, Steve, Steve, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I don't care about Tampa Bay. So. <laughs> why Why would I draft the best player available for Tampa Bay? Sabotage. I guess that's true. I, I, with, 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 Tampa, with Tampa Bay selection in, it looks like the 15th pick with the Denver Broncos is in. Denver, who's your pick at 15? Elway was entertaining a trade. But he could not pass on talent. Yeah. Cannot believe <laughs> that uh, he's still out there. So uh, we are taking the second wide receiver from Alabama, Mr. Ruggs. <clears throat> yeah, that's a Beautiful fantastic pick, pick. Uh, to to pick with to to pick up with that receiver core. Uh, that, that's great. I'm not sold on Drew Locke like many people are, but give him a weapon like like Ruggs and and. Watch that! Watch that horse run. It's it's going to be an amazing feeling uh, to pair him with Cortland Sutton. Um, how do you guys feel about it? I know I'm biased, so uh, I think the rugs pick is perfect. I'm guilty, man. I think there's some <laughs> things to know. Is like, I mean, before the combine and like, I mean, pretty much right at the end of the season, rugs and uh, Broncos had a lot of interest in each other. So I mean, like. Now that Ruggs is looking like he's going to go 11, 12, or 13 to either the Jets, Raiders, or 49ers in the real draft, I honestly think that we could be looking at Denver making making a play to jump up. But with a lot of the teams talking already, it might be very hard for Denver to make that move. But you never know. They really wanted Henry Ruggs, so I wouldn't – I mean, I wouldn't make it – I wouldn't say it's impossible. Yeah, I'm just glad he didn't fall to Philly. That's that's That would have been my worst nightmare there. Um but the 16th pick, the Atlanta Falcons, the pick is in. What is that pick? Uh, we are going to go with, ah, uh, God damn it. I'm going to go with Xavier McKinney from Alabama. I have so much to say about that. The Falcons need secondary help. 
Why he's a safety. He's a fucking safety. <laughs> he's the best secondary player available. No, he's not. Oh, CJ Anderson's no, no. still here. CJ Anderson oh, is still there. Oh, shit. Trevon Diggs. That's who I'll take. No, what? you're <laughs> <weird. Yeah. laughs> Xavier McKinney's already Miles has left the building. Miles is upset. Oh no, it looks like he's coming back. The the <laughs> surprise Xavier McKinney uh are is, is now a Falcon. I don't even know if I'm gonna entertain an analysis on this, but, but- you know Maybe what the funny a- thing is, is I wouldn't rule out that happening because Thomas Dimitrov likes to fucking do shit like that. <laughs> just just wait until the Carolina hey, person hey. in the later rounds because I'm all hey, about Carolina right now. <laughs> he wouldn't do it with the LSU players still on the board, though. There's no way. He loves LSU players, and there's just no way he does that with all these LSU players still on the board. True. True. There. There'd be three still is left, and and is is Neil available now? <laughs> I mean, Keanu's coming back for sure, and then they still have Ricardo Allen, and they still have Lamar yeah, Lamar yeah, Lamar yeah. Lamar, so they absolutely don't need a safety. If any, like I can't believe you would pass up on CJ Henderson. It looks yeah, like there's the actually going to be a trade now. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys looks to be like the pick is in. Talk to us. Who are the Cowboys selecting at 17? Oh, man. Well, Steve made this very easy for me, and Miles just pointed it out. In my own mock draft, I have C.J. Henderson going to the Cowboys, and it works out perfectly how I wanted it. He's a prime target, man-on-man monster. He had over an 80 in a PFF grade. Um, He's going to be the man in Dallas. The only other guy I look at here is a guy like Christian Fulton out of LSU, who's a beast also in coverage. But uh, Henderson overall is a better man guy, so I think Dallas, this is their pick for sure at 17 if he's there. That's a damn good pick. Thank That's you, sir. Damn, I I hope I'm, I'm glad I made you proud. Oh, yeah, I'm very proud. I, I'm not going to leave. No offense, Miles. <laughs> that is a damn good pick. Um, I think C.J. Henderson, I'm gonna, Dallas Cowboy fans are going to be saying Byron who by, by midseason because he is just a monster one-on-one. Um, we were saying Henderson Island when he doesn't deserve it yet by game six because it's Dallas Cowboy fans. And they'll be they'll be preaching uh, one of the best defenses in the world by Game Six because it's Dallas Cowboy fans. That's 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 all I gotta say. Yeah. And and he 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 fell off a little bit last year, but he let up a forty nine point four passer rating as a sophomore. Like that's ridiculous. That's really ridiculous for a corner. So he's gonna New be he's gonna be a star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Yeah, I completely agree, and and it looks like the Dolphins at eighteen are on the clock. So let's let's hear what that Dolphins <laughs> Miami Dolphins pick is for the twenty twenty ITO NFL mock draft. Yeah, with the eighteenth pick, uh, the Miami Dolphins take Josh Jones, offensive tackle from Houston. Yeah, that that is a good pick. I, I like that pick a lot because that, it's going to start in the trenches for Miami. Um, uh, some people would be saying. Okay, there's still uh, a couple of players that are a little flashier that can make a bigger impact. What do you guys feel about the Josh Jones pick at uh, 18? Every time I get to this spot, I really struggle. Because I'm like, oh, really, Josh Jones? That's who Miami's going to take here? But it just makes sense. They need a franchise tackle. They're probably going to miss out on one of the top guys like Thomas Beckton or you know, one of those guys. So, I mean, realistically, Josh Jones is going to be their best option. So might as well pounce on him early and take him at 18. You need your tackle. Go get him. That's that's the biggest thing in the draft is go and get your guy. You know what? Um, I don't know. I 
feel like okay, Ben Love still on the board here, right? Yes. And yes. They, and they suck at the quarterback position. And you have so many they they already moved down from an obvious quarterback pick earlier, right? Um <clears> and <throat> down at this point they could still miss out on they could miss out on a quarterback period. Now are we are we just saying, hey, you know what, Ryan Fish, Ryan um Fitzpatrick guy, we're gonna believe in Fitzmagic for one more year. Let's let's tank again for, you know, the next great quarterback next year. Like what's what's the deal here? Are we not are we not trying to get a quarterback in the draft at all? Or are we banking um I don't know what the well, move is at the quarterback spot. Well, currently Miami has the night the twenty second pick, the twenty fifth pick, and the twenty sixth pick. So they still have three more picks yes, in sir. the uh, in the first round. So it's very, very much a possibility that that love could fall to them because uh Jackson Commissioner but, Goodell. But that yeah, that try to take that twenty back in the twenty fifth <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, oh. And so, <laughs> That's, there you go. So I, I, I'm not. I, I again. I don't want to tamper. I'm the commissioner, but that that's what I guess would be the strategy at this point. Um, Jacksonville, though, the pick is in from that trade earlier. They hold the 19 spot. Back to back picks for Jacksonville, 20. So I'll let you pick both in a row, and then we'll go ahead and dissect those. Jacksonville, give us 19. That's Miles. He was working on a trade, so. Oh, um, oh. I, Ooh. I, 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 Ooh. Anyways. Ooh. I, I want to talk. I want to talk. No, 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 no. I'm stoked <laughs> to get this guy here because I think he's a top 15 prospect. Wait, at the end of the day. I can offer more. I am with since Kalias Campbell's gone, they need another young defensive lineman. So of course I'm gonna take Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. I alluded to this earlier. He's a freaking beast of a player. And I think he's gonna be he's gonna fit really well alongside Josh Allen. I mean, you you get your top edge rusher last year. Now give him some interior presence to help get that pressure on all opposing quarterbacks, especially in a division where you have a really tough O-line in Indianapolis and a really garbage O-line in Houston. So I think that really helps out um, Jacksonville there. And then jumping to 20th, I mean, you go out and you grab Carr. Uh, so you've got your quarterback situation kind of settled because worst case scenario, you get rid of Carr and Minshew is your future quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. So we traded Marquise Lee. We're down a receiver. We still have D.D. Westbrook. We still have D.J. Chark. I I love DJ Chark. I, I loved his progression in year two. I'm not totally sold on DD Westbrook, but he can always be a great third guy. But I'm not passing up on Justin Jefferson out of LSU. <laughs> so back to back picks are Javon Kinlaw and Justin Jefferson. Oh man! Right in front of the Eagles. Eagles die. <laughs> <laughs> wow! That's what a turn of events. If wow! I was as big as how you <clears throat> I'd come and find you, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jacksonville goes defense, and then they go Justin Jefferson, another explosive receiver with a ton of upside. Um, let's evaluate these picks because obviously we have card quarterback battle. Whoever gets it, gonna have a ton of weapons now uh, around them. Um, I like the picks. Um, there's one big player, uh, a defensive lineman that's up there that. Maybe you go back-to-back defensive if you already have a trade lined up. 
um, for your star stud who's looking to get out. Um, but what do you guys think? Justin Jefferson, the right pick there to go along with uh, a defensive pick? Um, I, I do like to um, – I like to pick because it's such a stab at the Eagles. I think it's so cool. Um, but outside of that, um, I like to pick for a, a couple of different reasons. But I do wonder if they were thinking about Fulton here. That's what I want to know. Were you thinking about Fulton at all? We, I was 100% thinking about Fulton because of Jacksonville's corner need. But then I look at this draft, and I think that there's so much corner talent in the second, third, fourth, fifth round even that they can survive not taking a top guy like Fulton. Okay, okay. I respect that. That's a, it's a, it's a pretty I mean, big... Then again, you can flip it the same way with receivers. Like, yeah, there's a ton yeah, of great first-round receivers, and then there's also tons of guys that will probably be starters in the fifth round. But, I mean, when I looked at it, I was like, Justin Jefferson's probably a bit of a better prospect than Fulton at this rate, so I take Jefferson. Touche, Philly. I'm giving you some extra time. I'm sure that was your pick, but are you ready, Vaughn? You know, yeah, that that's that's a tough one. That's definitely a hard hitter there. So th- then it comes. You guys just mentioned my two guys that I would consider. Well, one of the guys I would consider, and that is definitely definitely Christian Fulton. Now they got Darius Slay. You got Sidney Jones too. Um, Rasul Douglas is the nickel corner for Philly, so obviously Christian Fulton would be a nice addition there. But I think the need still is wide receiver at the end of the day, and Justin Jefferson and this receiver I'm about to select is my cutoff point for premier receivers in this draft, and that is T. Higgins out of Clemson. He's a big guy, 94.5 deep rating in the, in the PFF grade. He's, uh, he had 27 touchdowns in his career, tied school record with DeAndre Hopkins and Sammy Watkins. So, I mean, he's not much – he's not far off from Justin Jefferson. I mean, it's pick your poison at this one. I would take Jefferson first, but I, uh, I still like this pick, and I think that he, he offers a little bit more than sharing up the defense at this point. Even with Corey Davis earlier too, gives give Wentz some insurance. Okay, how are we feeling about the feeling T Higgins about- reach a little bit? I I, I mean, I'm gonna call it a little bit of reach, <laughs> um, but but uh, I guess I gave away my stance on that. But how do we feel about T Higgins and and going to Philly? I know it's a need, so uh, you know every GM to each its own. As Man, an Eagles I- fan, I hate it. I hate it. You I should hate not. It. You should oh, not so because he's gonna. No, what? T. Higgins is the most John solid. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got the best catch radius out of all. He finds the end zone. He's, he's the best deep receiver in this class. You get Higgins is Lentz, who has arguably the best deep ball in the game. That kind of guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think Patrick Mahomes is still a quarterback, right? I think uh, I said about deep ball. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes for sure. But Carson Wentz got a deep ball. He doesn't got to unleash it because he doesn't have anyone to throw to. Deshaun Jackson's been hurt. Ah, true, true, true. So, I mean, you get a guy like this to stretch the field. He might even be a better fit than Justin Jefferson, honestly, thinking about it. But you got you got Alshon and Deshaun Jackson, one year left after this season. You got to get some young guys in there. Um, either Jesse. one, I think, is a solid fit. Did, like, you honestly, think about, did you think about taking a linebacker like, you know, uh, Patrick Queen or Kenneth Murray here at all? Mm. Yeah, that definitely crossed my mind. Um, in my mock, in my own mock, I had Justin Jefferson going here. And I thought that a linebacker would be the backup. And I thought uh, a guy like Patrick Queen would probably be the pick. Him or Chase Young out of LSU. Or I think the, uh, those two teammates are the best two linebackers right now available. So it crossed my mind. But I think a receiver uh, would definitely go a long way in this offense with all the injury problems. I you lost the safety. I, I, you lost the 
lost a safety, you lost a playmaking safety in, in Jenkins, and you lost the leader back there. Did you think about Delpit at all? Yeah, I mean, Jalen Mills, I'm, I'm cool with Jalen Mills and Darius Slay back there. You got Sidney Jones at corner. I mean, Rodney McLeod obviously isn't the answer, but you could still go and get a guy in the second round. I mean, there's some decent guys. A lot of people are talking about Jeremy Chen out of Southern Illinois, him being a small mm. school guy. I mean, maybe go get a guy like him uh, in the third or fourth round. Grant Deplete out of LSU. He has tackling problems, but fast, athletic. You can get a guy in the second round, I think, if you're the Eagles, or move up if it's a, if it's a need. Mm. I honestly believe that T. Higgins will be an instant starter in the NFL. That's a good segue. So Miami now on the clock. Let's get your pick. And Luke, who do you have Miami picking at 22 for the 2020 ITL NFL mock draft? Uh, 22, the Dolphins are going to take Christian Fulton, cornerback out of LSU. Oh, going to corner, so you're going to match up with Byron there. Um, what's the what's logic on ongoing defensive back there for Miami? Uh, Fulton really excels in press man-to-man coverage, especially, uh, you know, on an island by himself. Uh, I, I think the Dolphins, um, they don't have the, uh, the firepower in the front seven that they can rush the quarterback with four or five. So I see them rushing a couple more, uh, maybe six seven at some times, and I think they're going to have to get a guy that can lock down one-on-one uh, with pretty fast elite receivers. Perfect. And so uh, how do we like that? If we're going to talk uh, uh, Miami going uh, cornerback here, do you guys like that pick, or do you think they should have gone somewhere else last year? <laughs> I'm going to take I that mean, as everybody I mean, likes it. <laughs> I mean, they just got – they got arguably the best corner duo in the NFL right now, the Dolphins do. So, I don't know if they really need that. If they're trying to solidify the secondary and get that nickel corner and, you know, then build off of that and see what's going on there, just get the best secondary in the league. And I mean, I, I see it, but there's a lot of players right now. I mean, a guy like Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen, you know, <laughs> way too. Gotcha. And with that being said, we're going to bring in the Patriots. They are the 23rd pick of the uh, NFL mock draft. And I see a lot of noise coming out of the New England front office. (laughs) New England, are you ready? Is your pick ready? Yes, it is. All right. New England with the eighth pick in the 2020 ITL NFL mock draft. Who do you select? Uh, with the 23rd pick, the Patriots take Patrick Queen, linebacker out of LSU. Okay. All right. So a lot of linebackers left New England, and we're going to try to solidify with uh, another player who, who saw his his stock rise all season, playing phenomenal football, um, a beast. Uh, why, why go with Patrick Queen um, in New England? Uh, he just seems like he'd, he'd, fit, he'd fit New England for some reason. He just... I think he's one of the best, if not the best, uh, player available right now. And I think he'd fit perfectly uh, within the scheme of, of the Patriots. I mean, he's, his ability to, to kind of do it all, he's so explosive for the ball in the run game. He can cover pretty much anyone on the field in the pass game. And I think he'd bring a, uh, a, a real nice edge to a Patriots team that kind of needs a little bit of a reboot. Perfect, perfect. Uh, we like that linebacker pick there. Steve, how are you feeling about that uh, Patrick Queen linebacker joining uh, that, that Patriots defense? I actually 
don't like the pick because I think Chase on or Kenneth Murray is a better fit. Okay, yeah. so you would rather see that edge come out or or, or yeah, go, with, I, go with Kenneth I, Murray? I, 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 yeah, I, well, I think um, a, a guy like Kenneth Murray, I think, uh, fits the Jamie Collins and um, Van Noy um, loss that you have in free agency. I, I think he can. he's athletic enough and can stretch the move across the field enough to fill that void. He's a guy I have highlighted for them in real life. Okay. All right. But, uh, that that's a good analysis there. Saints, you are you are on the clock and and ready to go and Steve, it's a good segue there. You have the New Orleans Saints sitting at 24. What is the pick for this mock draft? Uh it's another good segue. I'm going to take uh Kenneth Murray. Ooh, okay. So I like gonna, Kenneth, Kenneth Murray going to New Orleans. That's a great pick. That's a good puzzle piece fit there. Uh, what went to your mindset with uh, with Chase on still on the board? Did you did you glance that way, or did you think, okay, no, I'm going linebacker here? Linebacker. Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking linebacker here. I I, I did think Chase on uh, a little bit. He's probably more of an edge rusher. I, I think uh, Murray may be more of a complete player in the NFL. Uh, I, he might be able to do more on the field defensively than Chase on. I have a question. Mm-hmm. What's that? Um, Steve, you, you all met with Jordan Love um, a few times, actually, and, and talked to him, and you spent some time with him. Um, we see him drop here. He falls right in your lap. You, the, the need of not, that linebacker is big, right? Um, but did you did you think about the air parent in Love? Uh, no, I think Love's overrated. Mm, so no love, love, huh? That's what's up. I agree. Yeah, when, once we got this new GM in town, everything that uh, – I'm not gonna lie. I was just gonna ask you. Guys, you wait for Go ahead. Well, what were you saying, Vaughn? I was actually gonna ask who was next because I was thinking about moving up to draft Jordan Love uh, on the Redskins' behalf. But then I thought about it. In real life, I really believe he's very overrated, and I think Can that would be check your DMs, probably a waste of a waste of moving up. But. <laughs> Is there any team you guys think that could move up if he falls this far? Who would take him? Houston. I'm the Bears right now, and I'm trying all my life to move up. <laughs> <laughs> Miami, <laughs> Miami, check your DMs. That's Luke. Check your DMs. Apparently, a lot of teams DMing you. Unless you're st- you're you're sitting at twenty five, twenty six. It's a good segue. Miami coming in with that twenty fifth pick. Are you ready for that twenty fifth pick? Yeah, with the twenty fifth pick, the Dolphins are going to take Caleb on Chase on. Wow, I can't believe you fell to twenty five myself. I think yeah. that's that's another A plus plus pick. Um, and uh, the Saints the Saints did take uh, linebacker Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma, and now we have Chase on going to um, Miami. Uh, did you even blink, or you chose at twenty five? Oh uh, no, <laughs> as, as a, I'd have to think that too. I mean, it's going to be a difference maker. You got back to back. Are you ready for twenty six as well? Yeah, man. And with Let's the twenty-six pick, uh, with the twenty-six pick, the Dolphins take Jordan Love. Jordan Love off the board, going to Miami. That was that seemed very, pretty certain, guys. That's why he wasn't answering you. Let's talk about the twenty-five, twenty-six. I think both are difference makers on Miami immediately. What is your logic on on the Love pick? Let's let's hear it out a little bit. Uh, I mean, so I I think he fits well uh, within a within the Dolphins system. Um, we went and actually got, we got Will Fuller in a trade earlier, uh, with, uh, 
with the Texans. And I just I I'm very high on love. I'm very low on Tua. Uh, that's why we traded out of five. Uh, I mean, I didn't think Herbert's a good fit, so I figured we waited out and see if we can get love, and uh, and we end up getting him. Perfect, perfect. And uh, and anybody else have analysis on the uh, on the uh, Miami picks? Um, I thought the GM played it well there. I was in their move earlier, um, but apparently I was dead wrong, and the GM knew what he was doing, and he got his guy at his spot, and so, I mean, hey, uh, shouts out to the GM. I just say, man, I bow. I bow. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, we're going to jump right into that 27th pick, and I'm going to call him Miles Bloomquist because there has been another trade in this draft as Jacksonville has traded with the Seattle Seahawks and go ahead, Miles, I'll let you make the announcement. So the Jacksonville Jaguars have acquired the 27th overall pick in exchange for defensive end Yannick Ngalkwe straight up. Mm. So a one-for-one swap at the 27, and that sends the 27th pick overall for a stud lineman. Seattle is screaming thank you. And we're going to see what Jacksonville has planned. Miles, take it away. With the 27th overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Grant Delpete safety out of LSU. Okay, so Jacksonville trades into the 27th spot for a safety. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your mindset um, with this trade and with this selection, Miles. Well, I mean, Jacksonville has really been lacking on safety help for quite a few years. I mean, they tried with Deshaun Gibson and Barry Church, uh, but that project did not work out, and neither of those guys are on the team now. But they did hit a solid gold mine with Ronnie Harrison, who's going to develop into a starter hopefully very soon. He had, he showed a lot of potential last year, and he really he, he I think he's in a lot of Jacksonville's like fans in the back of their heads. Like they know they have Ronnie Harrison, but not a lot of people are talking about him yet. But I, I think this season you pair him up with a guy like Grant Del Pete, who surged back into the first round after a great combine performance. I, I really like that tandem that you pair up. And now you've got a leader in the secondary and a leader on the defensive line with Javon Kinlaw. So, and plus you pair him up with his LSU buddy, uh, Justin Jefferson. So that will add to instant. I can completely agree. And on the Seattle side, you're no longer playing footsies with Jadavion Clowney. You have somebody to come in and make a difference on that defensive line. Um, and and if Jadavion finally comes to the right mindset after here and there, you can get him at a different price. Then maybe you you, you just can continue to star stud that line. Um, but I like both picks. What do you and and the trade? What do you guys think about that trade and that pick? The league dead? Uh, I'm still alive, but I just got nothing to say. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Can> nah. <laughs> we can hear you now. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I think. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jerry. No, go ahead, Luke. I think. Uh, I think people are starting to uh, become a little questionable with with the Pete. I don't know why. I mean. I understand he has some missed tackles abilities, but uh, it's more it's more angled play, and it's not really the fact that he can't tackle. It's more just getting up. Um, I mean, sometimes he's actually over aggressive, and as a safety, that's not the worst thing. 
it's something you'll be able to uh, teach the kid in, 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 in the pros. I mean, I actually think he's better than McKinney. Um, and I think he deserves a little bit more recognition. But, I mean, if he were to drop this far in the, um, in the actual NFL draft, teams would be stupid not to take him at this time. Um, there's some injury concerns. How do you how do you feel about those? He got injured a few times last year, um, playing with LSU, and so he'd be on the field and then you know, like make one of those aggressive tackles and then be off. Like for a minute, he had to kind of you know work himself back throughout the year. I think that's one of the reasons why you know he kind of falls. He did pick up some steam though with that forty time. Love that. Um, but you know some injury concerns are there and tackling issues. And I- I don't know if that was because, you know, he was trying to keep himself safe throughout the year, knowing that he was going to be a first-round pick and everybody was, you know, raising him to high. Um, but and, – and, and there was some coverage lapses for me. So I, I loved that, but I was a little bit lower on him um, just based on those on those aspects. I, I mean, I think that you give Del P a whole offseason at an NFL facility. Well, I guess not maybe an NFL facility because of COVID-19. but in a hypothetical universe at a, at a whole off season at an NFL facility, they're going to make sure he gets back up to hundred percent and they're going to have to tune his aggressiveness into technique because he's a super aggressive player. And you got to love that when you see a safety, aggressive safeties are some of the best in the league. Look at Jamal Adams, look at Keanu Neal, but they do get hurt, especially the latter one I just mentioned, because I mean, he's coming off a torn Achilles and also a torn ACL from the year before. So I mean, these guys, they hit hard and they get hurt, but they got to tune that aggressiveness into um, technique, like I said. So I think you can turn Del P into a solid starter as long as you don't necessarily let him loose like a cannon, but turn him into a, a, a well-rounded player. I can go with that. I respect that. Perfect, and it looks like with the 28th pick of the 2020 ITL NFL mock draft, Craig has sent in his official word. It looks like Baltimore Ravens are going to select. I can read this. Oh, cornerback Trevon Diggs. Is he still on the board? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, it looks Mm -hmm. like cornerback Trevon Diggs is going from Alabama, is going to Baltimore, filling, filling a need. Um, according to Craig, third need on the board, um, not looking to fulfill the other ones at this time, um, but looking to solidify that secondary a little bit more uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, my pick for Craig, so I'm going to let you guys analyze that one. What a reach. Like, honestly, like I, with Jalen Johnson and Jeff Gladney still on the board, that's crazy. That the- I was going to say Gladney's still there. That's kind of crazy. And Craig's a robot, so like. <laughs> Craig, Craig obviously thinks the numbers fit. I, I, I can't speak for Craig personally, but I can speak for the San Francisco 49ers, and they are going cornerback Jeff Gladney from TCU, and so um, it feels a need as the San Francisco 49ers actually have uh, five cornerbacks on contract years this year, and so they're going to need to solidify that defensive backs, especially with some aging veterans. Um, not speaking about anybody, Sherman, and so. Uh, what what do you guys feel about Gladney fitting in San Francisco? Spots? Did I? Yeah. Yep. No, no, no. San Francisco has the oh, 29 pick from the Chargers trade. Oh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We traded. Yep. Remember? I don't know. I don't even know what's going on with this draft anymore. 
Chargers get Tua. Chargers got the 13th pick. Can, can I just start drafting we, like movie characters in the next round if we're yeah. we, the trades that he makes? Can we also mention the trade that got the Chargers the 29th pick there? Uh, no, that trade's already been solidified. Commissioner signed off on it. Uh, we talk about that San Francisco pick, though. I think Gladney fits in. How do you feel about that, uh, Miles? You think Gladney's gonna fit the San Francisco mold? I mean, I mean, if he's still there, like realistically, with the 49ers, if they're at 31 and they don't trade back, if he's there, they should probably take him because he's a solid corner. He's he's definitely a, an athlete. He has a lot of good physical stats. He played at TCU, so I can't really. I got you. Got to give him some benefit of the doubt because TCU was a shit program this year, and they have been for a couple of years now. So, I mean, he's a bright star on a freaking huge black hole. So, uh, I just. But I do want to say that the Chargers acquired the 29th pick from my Tennessee Titans, who in exchange got like a second round pick in Desmond King. So don't forget to mention that. Oh. I think I mentioned that. Oh no, I didn't mention that. So, so yes, that is correct. That that was a Chargers grasp that twenty ninth pick from the from the Titans, and Desmond King is now part of the Tennessee Titans. You're absolutely right. Thank you, Miles, for that for that update on that one. Um, that puts Green Bay, and I'm sure uh, Dre from afar is watching. Uh, is Green Green Bay ready for their pick at thirty? Yeah, the pick is in. Um... I'm going to go, so uh, with the 30th pick in draft, the Packers, uh, we're thinking about defensive ends, and there's some, still some great ones on the board, um, and A.J. Ipanenza and, and um, Gross Mato. Matos um, love those guys, um, but we have a need at wide receiver, and there's still a guy on the board that I'm interested in, and we're going to go with um, Denzel Mims, wide receiver out of Baylor. Uh, the wide receiver out of Baylor going to uh, the Green Bay Packers. Packers always needing help with that receiver spot, it seems, every year. Um, and I, I like the pick. Uh, it actually was probably going to be San Francisco's pick, if we had to be honest. So let's talk a little bit about Mims. And he's he's fallen down here. I, I think he's right around his average draft spot, honestly. Um, how do we like Mims as a receiver fit in Green Bay? I, I have Mims going to Green Bay all day in this draft. So, I, I mean... They have Devontae Adams, who's an excellent route runner, and he's also fairly physical, but you get that same sort of play in Mims, just with a lot more speed, which we saw at the combine with his 40 time. Only thing that concerns me is if you look at the numbers, when it comes to wide receivers, the guys who have had really good 40 times have actually turned out to bust for the most part. So don't just look at a 40 time, but I actually compared Denzel Mims to DK Metcalf in the sense that they're both really big guys at receiver. They're tall, they're super muscular, and they're athletic, but they're fast as hell. So, I mean, in that sense, he could be great, but you got to watch those 40 times because they are lying recently. I like as you Ernest, we're getting a lot of. I'm going to stop that. However, yeah, let's let's get a repeat on that, Ernest. We got a lot of interference on that one. Oh, no problem. Um, 
I can know. That's a little bit. I'll come. I'll come in then. Uh, you know, I'm I, I, I'm not really sold on Mims just because right, uh, um, he's got questionable hands. Uh, he did have a lot of drops in college, and as you know, Rogers has a very he's very sensitive in that uh, department. So uh, if he throws a couple balls and he drops them, he's not going to look his way anymore. Uh, we, we've seen that with uh, the recent uh, draft picks that we've had. Uh, you know, he's lost trust in uh, MVS, and he lost trust in uh, Javon Moore and uh, St. Brown and uh, Allison. So, I mean, you know, he has great speed. He's a great blocker. Uh, you know, he's, he's very explosive coming out of the box. But uh, he does have questionable hands. So, uh, I mean, that's – I think uh, at least to be a fit in Green Bay, you have to have good hands. So, uh, you know, if, if – if, uh, you know, he's got potential. If he could, uh, you know, solidify those hands, he could be a great pick. But, uh, I'm just I, – I don't know if, uh, you know, he could be a, a good option for Rodgers. But – I think from a talent from a talent standpoint, um, Mims like is far far exceeds those guys though. We got Allison. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. It's it's a little faint and kind of chops up, but uh, we can hear you. Okay. <laughs> now the, it looks like the thirty first pick is in for San Francisco, and 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 fourth San Francisco Forty Nine is the thirty first pick of the twenty twenty ITO NFL Draft. Um, it looks like the Fort San Francisco 49ers are going to go with a true guard. They're going to pick Cesar Ruiz from Michigan to fill that hole as their starting um, has been cut. So uh, San Francisco going offensive lineman with Cesar Ruiz um, from Michigan. And I made that pick. So let's go ahead and let you guys analyze that one. I personally think that Ruiz is going to be our first rounder no matter what happens in this draft. But I, I see him going a little bit like further from 31. I think he's going to go up in those mid-20s. But, I mean, he's probably the best in, interior offensive lineman. And that's one thing San Francisco struggled with was, was protecting Garoppolo on the inside because they have great tackles in both Staley and Mike McGlinchey. But on the interior, they've got pretty much So they really need to start building that up. Yeah, completely agree. I felt that hole was needed to be filled, and and uh, Caesar just plugs right in. Anybody not like the pick? I think they should have gone flashier with a lot of names still on the board. No, I think that's a that's a solid pick. I have in my mock draft Ruiz going to the Ravens at twenty eighth, and I have Mims going to San Francisco. But uh, I think Ruiz is going to be a play to elite pass blocker. Yeah, Mims is going to be my pick, but that was picked first, so. Um, yeah, that Caesar Ruiz just fit right in. And that takes us to our final pick of round one, Kansas City. Are you ready for the final pick of this mock draft? You know what? A couple of good talents dropped. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Matos and Espinosa, like you said. And uh, you, could, you could also make a point out of uh, reaching out and drafting Swift. But uh, the Chiefs, their top cornerback. And, uh, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of people draft him early in, in mid-round in the, you know, 14th, uh, 24th pick. 
um, you know, I, I saw him, I saw him start to, to, to fall, and I, I think it's just a good thing. Even though we got a lot of uh, trade calls, uh, I don't think we could pass on them. So uh, we're taking AJ Terrell uh, out of Clemson. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew that was going there. That's a good pick. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. Uh, anybody not like that pick or felt he could have gone a different direction with a lot of other players still on the board? Running back. Yeah, running back. I also think the Chiefs are probably going to trade out of 32. I mean, they don't really have, and it seems ridiculous, but it's true. They don't really have enough cash or money to really pick up a first-round rookie contract and be able sure. to pay them for the next year or two. Um, so I could really see them sell on that pick. I mean, uh, the Bills were trying to get it off Dre, and he wasn't biting at all, which kind of you know, pissed me off a little bit. But I, I think, I think, uh, I think it's a good pick if they stay there. To be honest, yeah, yeah. DeAndre Swift would be somebody they trade back to. Maybe uh, Eastern trades up. Who knows? Bob's yeah, that was, that was that was the uh, the Bills' plan to get up there and, and maybe take Swift. Well, that is the end of the 2020 ITO NFL mock draft and a lot of trades. If your head's spinning, most of ours are too. We're already going to pick movie characters to go into this draft slot. So good thing Steve didn't bust that out. Um, But that wraps up the ITO mock draft brought to you by Taquito Express, where you can get all-you-can-eat tacos for $7.99. Follow them on Facebook today for up-to-date specials. By the way, curbside and delivery now available, so get take advantage of that. Um, let us go ahead and and do our um, – uh, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's do a uh, – well – Let's let that's a, that's a lot of picks. If you want to kind of follow along, um, you know, and you have a team that you or a certain GM you felt made the best picks today, um, go ahead and tweet at us. Go ahead and say, you know, crazy draft, but kudos to Luke or kudos to Dre or man, Craig was a baller. Whatever you want to do, go ahead and tweet at us. We appreciate that. Let's do our sign off. We don't want to keep you much long as you can enjoy your weekend, but we invite. All other media members and sports podcasts to join us on Into the Lab. Part of our mission on the Blue Collar Sports Radio Network is to debate, share hot takes, and do what we love the most, talk sports. Hard work, strong takes, and entertainment to your ears, the Blue Collar Sports Radio Network. With our mothership acknowledge, we appreciate all of your support. Hashtag ELM equals every listen matters. We want our show to continue and be part of your Thursday mornings going forward. So listen to our episodes, share on social platforms, leave a review, and possibly promote to others as well. We only grow as your support does too. Um, I'd like to give a special thank you to everybody who was a GM of all of the uh, all of these uh, great teams, and 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 you know, tune in the NFL Draft and the Michael Jordan documentary. That's obviously going to be the sports week as we kick things back off and get a little bit more into that sports mindset. Um, but don't forget, oh, yeah. go play your card game this weekend submit your entries it's a free thousand dollars to you and somebody else who may be competing against you get your entries in plan to give you that money for free go show off your skills at cards this week um and i i'm gonna go ahead and give a sign off to everybody as well do any of you guys want to to do a a sign off for your podcast or anything going on with y'all yeah i got nothing i just ready to make this pastrami 
No, <laughs> I was gonna say, Steve, what are you making over there? Taquitos? You're warming up. You're warming up some taquitos, right, Steve? <laughs> yeah, Express. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm warming up to uh, pastrami made by Taquitos Express. There you go. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hey, thank y'all. Thank y'all for having me, man. Absolutely. We appreciate our special guest podcast, MTMV Sports. Appreciate the collaboration. Look forward to helping you guys out. And same with us, uh, you uh, you helping us. Well, we appreciate everybody listening this morning. You guys have a great weekend, everyone. Deuces. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.